<laughs> World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, I got to make a little selfless advertisement here, real quick. Hey, Johnny, go to our, go to our, my homepage. Hey, folks, great Christmas gifts: hats, hats, shirts. We don't have a whole lot, but you not only can you kill two stones with one bird, you can get somebody a hat and a shirt, a Christmas present, and support what we're doing here. Now, stuff that look, I don't have any Red Cross hats left. Okay. And as far as those CDs and all that, not really, but we got shirts. So, hey, get, get a hat for your husband. Get a hat for your son, whatever. Just go to Coach Dave Live. Click on that. Uh, you know, we, I don't market stuff here. I'm not real good at it, so whatever. But I got mine on today. So we have the camo hat. Actually, the picture, I got to get that updated because it's a different camo hat than what you see up there. New ones. Got a new camo hat. We got – I'm promoting pretty much the, just a – the one, the red, white, and blue one, this one. I think we have some red ones. But, so help us out there, man. Go there, get something. We got some of these other stuff we can send to you, but it's not, not really even all about that, all right? Cool. Let me get off of that. CoachDaveLive.com. You can get it. You can find that stuff there. Uh, there's something cool to look out in the audience to see called people wearing cross hats. I, I messed up when I went down to Florida. I didn't, I didn't even get them out of the bag. I just feel like sometimes I feel like when we go to these events and I got a table set up that I feel like I'm uh, – like I'm uh, you know, Jesus flipped over the tables in the in the temple, right? I feel like I'm merchandising, and I don't like to do it. But it's how we support what we do here. So, you know, this is a win-win. You can buy a hat, support us, and go from there with it. All right? God bless you all. Man, I got a lot. lot as I feel like same thing every time I come in. It's like, I got so much stuff to talk about today, and we're going we're gonna to get to it. And uh, uh, it's a day of infamy. Yeah, this is a true sounds like hate t-shirt, man. Those are awesome. Those are awesome. Most people are charging $50, $40 for a shirt. You on there, 25 bucks. Hey, uh, this is Dave Anthony, December 7th, 1941, the day that we're living in for me. I don't know if we'll ever, ever, you know, our, our, do you think the uh, generation that's following us, not my child, I was talking to my grandson, David, yesterday, and I'm trying, I was trying to explain to him what a great grandfather was, a great grandfather. And most people probably never really knew their great grandfather. Uh, I did. I was lucky enough that, I knew him, but most of us don't. So I tried to explain to Davy, Davy, look, it's I'm your I'm your mom's dad. I had a dad, and my dad had a dad, and they go great, great, and they don't. It's, it's hard for them to even understand. So it was the it was our uh, it was our fathers who fought the war, but it was our children's great grandfather who they probably never even and all those all those things have gone away. Remember, you guys remember when we were younger how important. Uh, D-Day was December, December 11th. No, I'm wrong. December 7th. Remember what, what a big deal that used to be? They don't even mention it in today's schools. No wonder we're losing, no longer we're losing sight of our, of our history. So uh, I just acknowledge all those great men. Some I'm not even great, Myra. All those men and women who are willing to lay down their lives that this nation might live. And it really was for the advancement of a kingdom, which I'm going to talk a little bit about here. So, uh, Bear with me. Steve Deck's going to read our prayer here in just a second. We'll get that thing up and going. But Glenn Claremont's got something he wants to share with us. Come on in there, Glenn. Yes, good morning, everybody. Uh, I just wanted to remind those uh, people who are interested, uh, we will continue our study in Romans tonight with Tim Tubra, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I will put the link, uh, the Zoom link, in the chat uh, for those that are interested. Thanks, Glenn. And for those of you watching, again, I want to say to the people out there at uh, – who are watching on different platforms who don't come live. Folks, you can go live, you can go to Coach Dave Live in the morning and watch the show right at Coach Dave Live and click on the little icon that says join the queue up there at the top. 
And then you're able to get in here and make comments and ask questions. So if you're watching it on some other platform, you can't do that. But if you log on, on right here at Coach Dave Live, join the queue, boom, you're in here. And you can raise your hand. You can ask a question. You can tell us to go pound sand. You can do whatever the heck you want to do. So I know I get some comments, some emails. People say, hey, how do I get in that thing? Coach Dave Live. Go to CoachDaveLive.com. Click on Join the Huddle. And boom, you're in here. We have room for in the huddle. I know John says maybe up to 150, maybe 200 inside here. So if you want to jump in here, go ahead and jump in here. Um, some notes I'm making. It's good to see Martin and uh, George and J.R. Harrison. Yesterday we had lunch together. It was a great time. Appreciate those warriors, those soldiers doing all they can to, uh, to uh, advance the kingdom of God. Two things I want you to write down. Just write down, make notes to this for the, anybody who's interested. On December 31st, I think I'm going to get more details, but write down, that's that's uh, New Year's Eve. December 31st, there's going to be a street preaching uh, battle against a wicked Luciferian event going on in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I've been invited and I'm going. So anybody says, Coach, I've never done anything like that. I'd love to be part of it. Just send me an email or whatever, and I'll, I'll make sure we connect you. Uh, they're finding out places that maybe... Uh, uh, Airbnbs, that kind of stuff, where we can all maybe even have to sleep on a on a couch or sleep on a on a uh, on the floor, or whatever. But if you're interested in going, you'd like to say, I've never done anything like that, Coach. I I, I would be scared to death. That's good. I mean, you should be scared to death. Oh, just you. come just come and stand there and be in support. You don't have to, you don't have to preach. You don't have to do anything. We may put a sign in your hand. But that's on that's on uh, uh, New Year's Eve. Okay, so write write that one down. And then pull up a, an email from Rusty Thomas. I sent, I sent you there, Jonathan, if you could. Uh, I don't know if I, I think I sent it to you. Our dear friend, uh, what would it say? Yeah, Elijah Ministries. Rusty Thomas, my buddy Rusty. Stand with the 11. Uh, scroll on down there. I'm going to do everything I can. These are the people, the 11 are the people who are in, are in court for face violations, for praying outside the abortion clinic. They're going to go to trial on uh, January 15th. Parkway Baptist Church, they're having a rally at 7 p.m. on Monday, January 15th. Now, I'm probably, I got to check my schedule, but I may go down there and be there in the, in the courtroom to support all those people. I don't know how long it'll be. I don't know how long that trial would be. But if you're in that area and you would love to be part of that, mark that down on your calendar as well, okay? Hey, folks, you know what I love about us? We do stuff, don't we? We do stuff. Uh, we're an action ministry. We're a frontline action ministry, and we've been doing that since the very day that uh, I that the Lord placed me in the ministry. So uh, that's kind of that, that's kind of an update. Okay, update. Now we're gonna one more update. I'm gonna have Craig give us an update on how effective our pushing back against the forces of darkness are over in Dubai, and then I'm gonna have Steve Deck come in and read the prayer for us this morning. Lead us in prayer for us this morning. Go ahead, Craig. What do you got for us? Uh, well, Jonathan can pull it up. I think about it. I think he can. Jonathan, can you pull that up, from that thing from Craig that I sent you? Lord, let us lead. What's that? Oh, you hadn't gotten any. Mm, I, I, I sent it to uh, Jared last night around 1030. Uh, um, let me see if I can find I know I sent it, too. I know I did. Start talking, Craig. We'll get it up there. We're wasting time here. Oh, uh, well, yeah, when he pulls it up. I mean, King Charles, he's still dealing with all those problems that he's having from um, this this comment that got out about Archie. You know, he's worried about the color of him. And so he was taking a picture yesterday. You know, what you do is you kind of take a picture and you say, hey, let's let's change the narrative in the, in the press and stuff like that. So he's, he's battling that. Um, the Sultan, who is the... Uh, head of the United Arab Emirates, uh, he made a little uh, photo, and he's still de- they're still dealing with that. And basically what he said is there's no science between fossil fuels and lowering CO2 emissions, and that if we take uh, the fossil fuels away, we'll be going back to the caves. <laughs> and hang so, on, hang uh, on a second. Jonathan, I sent this to you. You can't, you can't find this one? Okay, good. He's got it. Good. That's it. Good. Keep going. So, so in other words, there's cracks in the armor, Craig. Is that what you're saying? All this unity over global warming and all that stuff? No, not maybe not so much here, right? Not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, you know the emission that was heard around the world, um, you know, it's really hit the press a couple of days ago. How 
John Kerry, he was just railing about how we can't have any more coal plants, no more coal plants. And he lets one rip. It's caught on a hot mic. And um, the poor lady, I think it was a CNN reporter. I have the pictures on it. What I said, John, but he's got her hand over her nose. So, um, you know, the Lord, remember how Elijah, you know, when he was saying, hey, I'm up against the 450 prophets of Baal. And he says, Where, where's your God? Is he is he busy doing his his business there? Is he, you know, sleeping? <laughs> and it kind of, you could even talk about, well, was he going to the bathroom? So, you know, God's poking fun at them. And you can see some of the pictures here that uh, we got there. So and, the uh, point being, folks, uh, we're making an impact. Whether you, look, you say, oh, coach, you're crazy. We're not, oh, you, <laughs> something's going on over there, praying, praying confusion into the enemy's camp. There's evidence showing up that the unity they hoped they were going to have, they ain't having over their friends. Why? Well, because we're casting down imaginations, principalities and powers, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing it into captivity and declaring Jesus Christ is king over Dubai and over that and foil their plans, Lord, break their, break their teeth, Lord, and uh, that gone. Maybe he's doing it. Maybe he's doing it, right? So there's Al Jabber says, we're going to go back into the caves. We do away with... Well, he he wants fossil fuels. They're making all kinds of money on it, right? Huh? So they they cut off fossil fuels. This guy's going to be living. He will be living in a cave. So they're they're folks. That, that team they ain't so much in unity over there, huh? Uh huh. Global warming is the death of the automobile, which is death of the oil industry, with which is the death of of all these sultans of SWAT over there, right? So, oh my goodness. Uh, and hey, let's get rid of those guys, okay? About time to get rid of that 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 evil group of people there who cares about the king and the queen and how far they go back anybody care anybody give 10 10 give a whatever's i don't care i don't care wicked wicked go ahead craig i gotta keep moving here you got her all bud move on coach we got her we got her steve deck come on in there man get our prayer up there for us steve's the man today by the way who's going to be the man tomorrow who's going to read the prayer for us tomorrow so we don't have to spend so much time who's got it Glenn, no, not Glenn. Who? Gene Schroeder is going to do it. I can, I can. Jay's going to do it tomorrow. Go ahead, Steve. COP twenty-eight prayer resistance. James four seven. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Heavenly Father, holy is your name. Thank you for your Son Jesus of Nazareth, who sheds blood. Shed blood has given us redemption. We honor you, and we love you. That's right. His shed blood's given us redemption. And Lord, we thank you for that. In Psalm 2, it states, Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. Amen, he has, and he's laughing at him, and he's going to foil their plans. On November 30th till December 12th, the people, the peoples and the kings of the earth will be meeting in the COP28 in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, in attendance, which was not Pope Francis, but King Charles and Bill Gates, ones who ones who by their public record distort, disavow, and claim not your son Jesus of Nazareth's rightful king, rightful authority as king of the kings and lord of lords of mankind and creation. Amen. They assemble with others in Dubai to distort and deny the Holy Scripture <sighs> and attend you have for humanity. Though man made agendas and false narratives about who re- really controls the climate and holds the world in his mighty hand they have an agenda they have a man-made agenda trying to overthrow the king of kings and the lord of lords it ain't gonna happen steve keep going brother amen psalms 95 3 5 for the lord is great god and the the great king above all gods and his hand are the depths of the earth and the heights of the mountains are also the sea is his for he made it and his hands formed by the dry land father as your ecclesia pray in unity over this, the COP27, which were held in Egypt in November 22, sewage backup took place, infrastructure problems, logistics, disorganization, and, and the finality of the conference, a lack of a unified, 
cohesion plan occurred. We, as your Ecclesia, asked the following for the COP28 this year, that you bind and confuse the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Amen. Bind and confuse the principalities. Amen. Bind and confuse the authorities. Amen. Bind and confuse the cosmic powers over the present darkness who are coming against your anointed one. Amen. And your, and your ecclesia by using COP28 and the other other globalist power structures, the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, etc., to harm the people through a globalist one world agenda. Amen, Father, Father, we ask you to assign your mighty forces over this conference to deter, unravel, and bring confusion and blindness to those in authority. Amen. Who have evil intent using false narratives and their leadership positions to implement. Amen. Well, we ask, Father, you expose those in authority who are who, who they are. Father, Amen. We, ask, uh, we ask for the Holy Spirit outpour amongst the people in the world that they will wake up to the New World Order's evil plans and rise up against them. Amen. We thank you, Father, in advance for being able to bring our request to you and look for your mighty hand to respond in these days ahead. Amen. We expect it, Lord. We expect we, it. We ask this in your precious name of your son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen, amen, and amen. The atmosphere of expectancy is a place of miracles. Don't miss that. The atmosphere of expectancy is a birthing place of miracles. Meaning what? Amen. If you think he can, or if you think he can't, you're right. Or if you think he will, or you think he won't, you're right. Out of the abundance of a man's heart, he speaks. Speak what you believe. And if you don't have belief, shut your damn mouth. Amen? Amen. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, I'm feeling it again. That's why I kind of, kind of why I got my war uniform on here today. Uh, do I want to read that first? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, pull up. I didn't even give it a number. Top. It says right beside my latest Bible get, gateway. So I want to talk with us today about a militant Christianity. And I don't like, I don't like that word so much. But Johnny, really quick, because I know you're really good. Look up militant. What does Mr. Webster say militant is? Militant. Militant. Fighting. Combating. Serving as a soldier. Huh. I met with Martin yesterday. He's militant. I met with George yesterday. He's militant. He's fighting. And combating the way a soldier would, right? But boy, you start talking about the church militant. Folks, do you have any idea when Webster put this together? Like it wasn't yesterday. It wasn't last week. It wasn't after listening to Benny Hinn commercial. Webster was telling us back in 18, if someone would check, they could tell you when he wrote this back, way back a long time. Stay down there, John. I was going to read that. Stay down there. The church militant is the Christian church on earth, which is supposed to be engaged in a constant warfare against its enemies, thus distinguished from the church triumphant, which is in heaven. Oh, my goodness. When did Webster do this? 1828. What, what, Webster 1828 dictionary, know what it was? This was published in 1828. And Webster's telling us the church militant is the Christian church on earth. And what are they doing? Fighting, combating, serving as a soldier. Well, you talk about that today. You talk about that today, they'll throw you out of church. Oh, no, no, no. It's a love, love, love. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. So go to uh, Bible Gateway there, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Because I want to show you, friends, despite what Pastor Billy Tutos is telling you, uh, Christianity was built as the church militant. It is the church militant. When Jesus said, when he gave us a great commission, I'll get to that in a second. A commission is a military charge. It's a commission, commissioned officer, right? So I want to take you down through the Faith Hall of Fame here real quick. Because uh, we got to remember, this is, these are our examples. I'm going somewhere. Say with me. 
Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence is not seen for. By faith, the elders obtained scrolling down. Through faith, worlds were framed. By faith, Abel offered up sacrifice. By Enoch translated. By faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them as diligent. It's impossible to please God without faith. Tells us what Noah did. Verse 7 and verse 8. Go ahead. By faith, he what tells it, he sojourned in the land of promise. That's what Jacob did. For he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. Through faith, Sarah received strength. And for that, these same things, blah, blah, blah. Those all died in faith, not having received the promise. They all died believing that the end was coming, but none of them received the promise. Well, what was the promise? Well, by having seen them before off, they were persuaded, embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and programmers of earth. For they that say such things declare plain, they seek a country. Anyway, scroll down, I'm sorry. And truly they've been mindful. They're waiting on us, all right? They says that by faith, Abraham did this. Keep going. Offered up his son. By faith, Joseph did this. By, uh, by faith, wait a minute, but hey, by faith, it doesn't say Joseph got him a helicopter and Joseph built a big church. And Joseph doesn't say any of that stuff, right? This is, all, this is all sacrificial Christianity. This is warrior Christianity. This is church militant Christianity, right? By faith, Moses did what he did. And then others did this. And by faith, they forsake Egypt. Well, keep going. Um, by faith, the heart of Rahab, they quenched the fire. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Screw up, Johnny 32. And what more shall I say? Because I ain't got time to tell you what Gideon did and Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Sam. I ain't got time to tell you what all these guys did. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what they did do. Through faith, they subdued kingdoms. They, they didn't share the gospel with their neighbor. They didn't feed the hungry on Thanksgiving. Not that there's anything wrong with that. They subdued kingdoms. They wrought Righteous. Hey, Johnny, rock. That'd be a good word to look up. Rock. That just kind of rolls out of your out of your mouth, doesn't it? Rock. Rock. Worked. Formed by work or labor. Effected. Performed. Produced. So by faith, they produced what? Go back, John. What did they produce? Huh? And through the face of Duke Kingdom, they, oh man, they wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of the government. Quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the, sort of sounds like uh, Joel Osteen here, doesn't it? Quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Waxed valiant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And not only that, women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Not their best life now, boys and girls. And others, why? They had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yeah, moreover, they were thrown in jail. They were stoned. They were cut in half. They were tempted, slain with the sword. They wandered about without any clothes, just put on sheepskins and goatskins. They were destitute and afflicted, tormented, by the way, of whom the world was not worthy. We don't even know these people's names. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all of these, having obtained a good report through faith, never got rewarded for it. Because God, having provided some better thing for us, they, without us, should not be made perfect. It's our turn now. They're waiting on us to get their reward. You see this, friends? Can we add 2 Timothy 2 to that? We can. What is 2 Timothy 2? 
Folks, this Christianity is not even taught. You start talking like this, I'll throw you out. Oh, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that have heard of many witnesses. The same commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also that you endure hardness like a good soldier of Christ. Because no man warth himself, again, no, no man that warth entangled himself with the affairs of life. Amen. That he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Oh, I'm, I, well, you're with me, right? This is a different Christianity, my friends. But it's not a different one. It's the original one. It's the Amen. original one. The Christianity that calls you to lay down your life. A commission to go into all the world. And a promise, they're going to hate you. They hated me, they're going to hate you. Hello, I'll be with you always. Even to the end of the age. Amen. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I see those hands. I'm fighting, fighting those hands because I'm not ready yet. Yeah, well, I'll let Paul in. I'll let Paul in and Martin in and stop because I'm not done. Come on in, Paul. Come on in, Martin, while Paul's getting in there. Question. If we do not bear scars for being a Christian, are we truly? A Christian? That's a good question. So that's why I'm going to go into, I'm sorry to bore you, go into today's commentary. Jonathan, pull it up. I wrote today on kingdom Christianity. Kingdom Christianity. Okay? It's going to take about five minutes. Sit back and just humor me. Christ isn't just... Soon, this is posted today on, on our website as well. Christ isn't just the soon coming king. He's king right now. Somebody say, amen. See, we, te- we kept telling you, Lord, 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 Lord. No, 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 no. King. He's king. He's king. Amen. For the most part, Christians are the most defeatist group of people you will ever hang out with. Somebody say amen. Uh, defeatism, defeatism. We lose, we win in the end. Blah, 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 blah. Who, am I, who am I to judge? Blah, blah, blah. Not in their personal lives, but in the view of the world. From a personal perspective, they are for the most part optimistic. They believe God will bless them in personal walk, finances, health, relationships. But in regards to where we are in world affairs, Christians are mostly pessimistic. Their faith is more of a life enhancement tool rather than a kingdom building focus. It's the rotten fruit of the name it, claim it prosperity gospel that has permeated American Christianity since the advent of Christian television. I need an amen right there. I need an amen. Boom. Amen. Amen. Make no mistake about it. Much of Christianity has been hijacked by slick salesmen who masquerade as ministers selling a product designed to appeal to the masses. These marketing techniques have worked wonderfully for the few and has given us a new genre of Christianity, the millionaire pastor. You think Jesus was a millionaire? I wonder if he was a millionaire. Take a look at this list of millionaire pastors. Click on that real quick, Johnny. Click on that. This is why we're losing, friends. 20 richest pastors in the world. Just scroll down. There's Joel Osteen. What's he worth? Uh, come on, keep going, keep going, keep going. Go down. They're going to start giving us some names here. There you are. Uh, Joseph Prince is, is worth $5 million. T.D. Jakes is worth $20 million. Keep going. Keep going. Creflo Dollar, $27 million. Rick Warren, $25 million. Ray McCauley, $29 million. $39 million. Benny Hinn, $40 million. Uh, come on. Come on. Andy Stanley, $45 million. Jesse DePlantis, $50 million. Some other guy, $60 million. Come on. Come on. Where's Joyce Meyer? Huh? Where's $125 million for that guy? Huh? There's another one, $126 million. Oh, how are you getting this club? I want to get in this car. I want this kind of Christian. Kenneth Copeland, seven hundred sixty million. I'll say these, although they say he's actually a billionaire. Huh? Okay. I said read it and weep. I'm reading it and weeping. Go back to the commentary, Jonathan. Read it and weep. Jesus warned us. Hey, listen. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Let me explain this for you, because most people don't get this. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. When you walked into a, the town of Jerusalem, there was a what was called the, the eye, the, the eye of the city. 
It was like an entrance where you went into. And sometimes these these animals would come in and they would be loaded down with all kinds of stuff and they almost couldn't get through the eye. They couldn't get through it. It was They were so crowded with so much stuff. And so the analogy he's saying here says it was easier for a camel to go through this eye of the city. It'd be easier to get a big overloaded camel through that opening than for a rich man to And see, the people today understood that. We don't understand that. Right? It'd be like this. It'd be easier for a fat man to get into, thank you, it'd be easier for a fat man to get in a Volkswagen than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. You get the, you get the image? Get the image? There's the eye of the city. That's what they're talking about, okay? So camels coming down with loaded all that stuff. They can't already get through there. Okay. Thanks. Today, rich men, oh my goodness. Today, rich men, rich men run the kingdom. There's an amen, Chad. There's a good amen. Rich men run the kingdom. Jesus, that's easier. He, he can't get into heaven and he's running the kingdom. No wonder Christianity is in such trouble. Kingdom Christianity, that's an interesting phrase. You don't hear much about that from the pulpit these days, even though the founder of Christianity taught us to pray that his kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. Today, many pastors are using his kingdom to expand their kingdom. Did you know that many of our Christian celebrity pastors are now expanding and creating campus Christianity ministries more in more than one location. Folks, we're, we're, so, we're so freaking messed up. Much of it's fluff designed to draw in Gen Xers with a much more popular form of a gospel, a judgment-free one designed to make folks comfortable in their self-centeredness. Oh, I'm going to read that again. A judgment-free designed to make folks comfortable in their self-centeredness. Wow, thank you, Holy Spirit. Christianity was launched to expand the kingdom, not to give the subjects six steps to a better life. Authentic Christianity is about dying to self, fighting evil, speaking the truth, and exposing the unfruitful works of darkness. But that doesn't fill the pews. Kingdom Christianity launches its adherence onto the front lines of a spiritual war where the souls of men are the prize. War, especially spiritual, is dirty business. Getting drafted onto Team Jesus is a military assignment where we are called repeatedly to lay down our lives. Why? For the advancement of a kingdom. See, Christ is king. And his followers are commanded to go into all the world and teach others to observe all he's commanded us. That's called the Great Commission. Commission is defined as a charge, order, mandate, authority given. It's a military term. Is that what those millionaire pastors are doing? Are they engaged on the front lines of a war, or are they running a marketing campaign for their flock's personal improvement? Well, that's a boom, isn't it? That's Paul warned us of those who, through covetousness, shall they with feigned words, make merchandise of you. Let me say that again. Paul warned us of those pastors who want to get rich, and they're going to use fake words, and they're going to make money off of you. Shysters. Blindly obeying the edicts of Luciferian-controlled government, shutting down services, promoting vaxes, bowing to Caesar. Tens of thousands of churches took government money during the fake pandemic. Check us out. There's a link. You're not going to go there. Do you have any idea how much money the Catholic Church took from the government to promote COVID? you have any idea? No man can serve two masters. You cannot take money from Caesar and claim to serve Christ. Vinny, give me a boom. I don't even know if Vinny's out there. But I continue to remain optimistic. I believe to plagiarize Winston Churchill that this will be American Christianity's finest hour. We must get our focus off the end times and engage the battle during the present times. Too many believers are endeavoring to live out pre-written history. That'd be a boom. Martin, will you give me a boom? Somebody out there give me a boom? We're trying to live. We're sitting around trying to live out history. Amen. We want it to come now. Come quickly, Jesus. Oh my goodness. 
What one believes matters. I'll use the phrase, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're probably right. Currently, most of the American church is waving the right flag, surrendering to the ideology that the Bible teaches that the things are only going to get worse. Ignoring Christ's clear command to occupy till I come. Most Christians have been taught to think linearly in a straight line. We think in terms of minutes, hours, days, years, decades, and centuries. But God works in cycles, patterns, winter, spring, summer, fall. He moves from dark to light. In the beginning, the earth was dark, was full dark, without void, without form, and dark. And God said, turn that light on, boys. There was light. Folks, this is a pattern of Christ. This is the pattern of God. America is nearing the end of a very dark period. In 1947, the SCOTUS criminalized public Christianity. They did, you know, 1947. Separation of church and state. They criminalized Christianity. Our nation slogged through the darkness of Vietnam, recreational drugs, Timothy Leary, tune in, turn on, drop out, feels good, do it, sexual revolution, slaughter the preborn, make love, not war, who are you to judge, and the complete overthrow of Christian morality. We've seen that, friends, over the last 70 years. But the sun is setting. I'm sorry, but the sun is starting to come up, and a new day is dawning. God-fearing Americans like Betty are awakening from their punch-drunk state. They're finally starting to get their sea legs on the end. The momentum is swinging as moms and pops are realizing that their families are under assault. Friends, Disney is dying. Bud Light is dead. The NASCAR crowd is beginning to push back. The light is starting to creep over the horizon. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Amen. Boom. Christianity is a story of victory. The triumph of light over dark, of good over evil, of right over wrong. What if most of Christianity has gotten it wrong? What if the greatest revival the world has ever seen is just over the horizon? What if the Satan and his minions are about to go down for the count? What if a new day is dawning in the world? Because it's always darkest before the dawn. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead till every foe is vanquished. Christ is Lord indeed. Christ is King, not just Lord. Now, Amen. they tell us today that this is militant Christianity. What did Webster say? What did Webster say? Come on, go back, Johnny. What did Mr. Webster say? What's militant Christianity? Fighting, combating, serving as a soldier. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, I'm going to shut up for a minute and let some of you get in here. Uh, I, look, are you looking at me? I know this is the will of the Lord. I, I, I know it, but I know it, but I know it. And I know Randy... Randy comes to mind. Randy went out staking again yesterday. Randy, tell us what's going on. What's the reaction when you go out? How many of you have gone out staking? How many of you, right where you are, don't, don't worry about Trump. Don't wait on the news. Uh, the, by, by, can I say this? Can I say this? All right, I'm going to say it. Don't make everybody mad. Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, what was the two first things that he made sure continued? Huh? Oh, I get it. Aid to Ukraine and aid to Israel. First two things he did. First two things he did. You tell me something's not up. The church militant is the Christian church on earth. We're the church militant. Randy, what have you been doing? What have you you do yesterday, Randy? Coach, we've done, I think we've done nine county courts in Oklahoma. And I mean, this is catching on. I mean, more more of us are 
getting uh, the, 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 the feel. I mean, it's just, it's exciting coach to do this, but there's just something, there's an anointing on this. It's powerful, but the people, what, I, what we're seeing coach, when we go there, that the people who are, they're just kind of eavesdropping and they're, they're looking at us. And when they hear what we're saying, I, some of them have even wept coach yesterday, a lady was weeping. She said, this is unbelievable. I, this is so encouraging, you know, to see this. And, and she wanted to know all about us. And there was just several people. We did two chords. But, Coach, what I'm, what I'm trying to show them and everyone or the men that are part of this and the women with us, understand that the world hasn't ever seen this, Coach. This is something it shouldn't have been new. We should have been doing this 40 years ago. But we're, we're, we're be, being the church we're taking back a judicial system and all of these, all of these courts coach you, you, they have the cornerstone of the Masons in them. Okay. And I'm showing that when I film it, why? Because they have rule. They have, they have bought off the judges, a lot of the court system, this secret society, this brotherhood that we know is demonic and they own a lot of the court coach. That's why there's no justice. So what we're doing is we're finally realizing this stronghold that's been here since many of them, since statehoods, you know, coach, they built these county courthouses around statehood and they've redone them, but they take that old cornerstone and they put it right back in that new one. They 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 keep one and, and we see them. And, but anyway, coach, the people that are seeing this in, in real time are just, un, they're, they're just, their mouths are open and they're going, where, how, how, why is why isn't this going on everywhere? And we're going well. We're just we're just pioneers. We're trying to get it going. That's right. And everybody right. wants to be part of this that sees it, Coach. Amen. Amen. Folks, be bold. This is like I said. This is a great opportunity for you to take somebody with you and introduce them to the war and all that. To say, listen, all you have to do is come with me, and we're going to read some prayers and read some scripture, and you just stand there and you just agree with me and say, and that's all you have to do. And when they leave. For the first time in their life, they'll have the smoke of the battle on them. And they'll want to do it again. Myra, come on in. Hey, Jonathan, Johnny, get uh, pull out there for me, brother. Uh, which one is it? I'm sorry. Number <laughs> number three. No, 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 no. God, we're on number two. Go ahead. Come on, Myra. Number two, Johnny. Yes, Coach. Thank you. Uh, in regard to kingdom Christianity, it is written. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey, why did Jesus die? Why did Jesus go to the cross? Why did he go to the cross? Can anybody answer that? Um, you don't, 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 because it's, it's, don't, don't answer. Yeah. Destroy the works of the devil. Thanks, Glenn. But people say, oh, I don't get people saved. You forgive us of our sins. I thought that's all true. It's to bring God glory. First John 3, 8. First John 3, 8. Pull that up there real quick, Johnny. Folks, this is so important that we get this. First John 3, 8. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned us from the beginning. For this purpose. I think this is the only time this, this phrase is in the entire Bible. In other words, for this, this is why Jesus came that he would destroy the works of the devil. Hey, John, go to the Message Bible. I don't, Message Bible isn't a real Bible, but it's a different perspective on it. Click on the Message. What does that say? Why Jesus came. First John 3, 8. Those who practice of sin are straight from the devil, the pioneer in the practice of sin. The Son of God entered the scene to abolish the devil's ways. That's folks. That's the heart of the gospel. See, Jesus came and died on the cross not to save you from your sin. He came and destroyed the work of the devil, and that saved you from your sin. Do you get it? Do you understand this? 
And we've made it all about personal salvation rather than kingdom expansion. If he destroys the work of the devil, think of everything God is then back in control. God's people then are back in control of. But we have been taught just the opposite in American Christianity. The devil's in charge, and we're soon going to be out of here. And God's going to come back and beat up the devil, and then we get to come back. Would anybody want to argue with that? That that's what we're taught? The little children getting their ding-dongs cut off at the library, it's our job to stop it. The church's job to stop it. Not the police, not the government. It's the church's job. Why? Because that's the work of the devil. Amen. And he came to destroy it. He said, all power's given unto me. I'm giving it to you. Go stop that, will you? That's the way I read the gospel. Sorry, that's the way I read it. Hmm? For this purpose was the Son of Man, Son of God manifest. He's going to rub the devil's face in it, baby. And Jesus said, all power's been given unto me. I give it to you. Go. Instead, we got Joel Osteen and Rick Warren and soft men. Soft men standing in pulpits, cowering in fear. If somebody talks about militant Christianity, wow, Craig. Coach, you just quoted uh, earlier Isaiah nine three. We like to use that, right? And the government shall be on his shoulders. Yep. And this is what I mean. Honestly, this just came to me this week. What did Jesus carry on his shoulders? A, a sheep. No. When they when they went to cross. when they went to crucify him to cross, they made him carry the cross. That means the government. That cross is the government. That cross gives us the right to become sons of God. That's what the Bible says in, in John. Right. Not everybody exercises their rights, correct, Coach? I mean, if you have the right to bear arms, that doesn't mean you're carrying. It just means you have the right, but that doesn't mean yeah. you choose to own a gun. Right. So when Randy and us and others are going against government entities or world economic forums that try to be one world government, our authority is in the government of the cross because now we can fight them on a spiritual level. Which where the battle has to be won. That's the battle Christ won. He he died a human death to destroy a spiritual uh, conflict. But we got to go in and we have to be boots on the ground. We got to go. When Joshua walked around six days, the walls of Jericho they didn't they didn't take them down. But you know what? When the walls came down, what they have to do? They had to be the boots on the ground and go in and clean up the mess. God said, here it is. You do it. And that's what makes our little organization here very unique. Because we we are not one or the other. We're both. Well, it's going to spread, baby. It's going to spread. Hey, Johnny, pull up up Webster. Because we just went through militant Christianity. So we know what militant is. Hey, John, what's passive? Now, what would be passive Christianity? That's That's an adjective. Passive. Suffering. Not acting. Receiving or capable of receiving impressions from external agents, unresisting, not opposing, receiving or suffering without resistance. Uh, So we have a passive Christianity. We don't have a militant Christianity. And as a result, look, look at all this over. Passive obedience, passive prayer, passive commerce. Passive, passive. No resistance. Paul Webb, can you get in here now, Paul? Yeah, sorry, Coach. I hit the button earlier. I'm glad glad you're out there. Michelle said the other day, was that Paul Webb? I said, that sure was. (laughs) Good to hear you. Um, um, Well, you know, part of the thing I think is we teach uh, Christianity being taught as as if we're victims. And it's almost like a welfare mentality we're being taught. Victim mentality. it's not that we're more than conquerors through Christ, and that's what's going on here. And and you know that's what's being taught. So it's just it's Amen. just uh, real, uh, real, real true Christianity is what's what you're talking about, sir. And that's right. Keep Calvary. it up, and uh, and it it empowers people are empowered, and 
God bless Randy and what he's doing. God bless it. Folks, this Amen. is something. Huh? Uh, the fearful and unbelieving. <laughs> Revelation 21, 8, the fearful and the unbelieving. You are most like Christ when you bow in the face of adversity, when you capitulate, when you give in. Uh-uh. You're at least, at least like him. Hey, John, real quick, pull up. I'll get you, Jeff. Be right with you. Promise. Uh, pull, uh, pull up Alex Jones. Because, boy, this 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 right here is going to make the church wilt. This will make the church wilt. Remember, the Lord loves justice and judgment. I'm going to say it again. The Lord loves justice and judgment. And what are we taught? Who are you to judge? Who are you? Who am I to judge? Jesus loves ever. We're taught the exact opposite of what the scriptures actually teach. So this was from Alex Jones I saw yesterday. Hang the genocidal bastards. Scroll it down, uh, Johnny, I think. is Yeah, click on it. It's, it's just a couple minutes. Global deaths directly attributable to the vaccine, 20 million. We have conservatively 20 million people they just murdered. Two billion serious adverse reactions of the type I described. And Fauci and Klaus Schwab and Peter Daszak and Bill Gates and Tedros, they're all still walking around. We've already had a bunch of their top people defect over and say, hey, hey, I'm not with them because they understand how many scientists and researchers have gone public and that they're not going to hide this. And they knew the bigger agenda. They were supposed to keep us in the lockdown and control forever and release more viruses. It didn't go the way they wanted. Their plan failed. It backfired. It will be known as the biggest crime ever committed on humanity. And their new plan to do new lockdowns backfired because we learned about it. This audience got the word out. But the point is, you just can't let this criminal group run around and reconstitute itself and do it again. I'm not saying go out and kill the head of Pfizer, but I'm saying politically, culturally, nonviolently assassinate his name, assassinate his stock, assassinate everyone that served him politically, nonviolently with a assassination of his identity. Because he is a bad person. Have you taken the vaccine, sir? No, I haven't taken the. They knew they were lying. They knew it erased the immune system. They knew it was depopulation. And they were going to then blame it on future viruses, the mass death the shot caused, and keep the fear going, give you even more shots as more people get sick and die. But we defeated their plan together. You actually made a comment that no one was forced to have the vaccination. You must have been fully aware that people, nurses, doctors, people to have their jobs, to keep their jobs, were forced to have the vaccination. Now, do you retract your statement that they were not forced? Uh, Senator, no, I, I believe firmly that nobody was forced to have a vaccine. If an employer allows an unvaccinated staff member on site, they can be fined more than $21,000 and the business will be hit with almost a $110,000 fine. Workers who falsely claim they've had the jab will wear a $10,000 fine. If you think you can not have a vaccine just because you don't want to have a vaccine... Nobody was forced to have a vaccine. What a hide you have. What, what a ridiculous position is that? Nobody was forced to have a vaccine. And all the other tyrants and all the other would-be psychos and mad scientists need to see them jerking at the end of a rope for the millions they killed so they understand we won't tolerate this behavior in the future because humans come first. This is our planet. We value ourselves and we're going to go interstellar and you're not going to stop us. And we are a pro-human, human supremacist movement that wants to empower the species. And the globalists admit that what they count on is the general public having a low attention span and a goldfish's memory uh, this time, I think people will pay attention. We just accept they killed 20 million people, including some of my family, some of yours, and it's just cute, and we're just going to sit here while these creeps are still in power? There'll be another pandemic. We know that. Don't truck bomb them. Don't shoot them. Don't harm a hair on their head. No, we just get our people elected. We take control of the institutions. Might take five years, might take 10, and we don't buy anything they say, and we, we build our own communities. And then we start indicting them and they start singing like canaries once we control the justice departments of the world. And we let the people that blow the whistle just get 10 years in prison. And then the kingpins get marched up on a public platform on international television. And we put a rope around their neck 
and we pull the lever and we break their neck in front of billions of people. And we say, that's what happens when you kill children and innocent people. In their own documents, like the Spars yeah, document, okay, 2025, 2028, they say, the when it yes, comes out in three years, we killed a bunch of people. Come on. Coach, she's talking about passive. This is good. Put it in the chat. You're talking about passive, and that's what we share in the garage, is the 21st century church is not Christian. They're religious people. They're passive that's sissy. Right. Amen. Amen. We've done it to ourselves, Jeff. Gene, Gene, come on in, Gino. Yeah, I just wanted to say, what do our churches teach us? You have to obey the government. Forgive them, obey the government, and forgive them. 20 million people. 20 million people, folks. Yeah. Hey, by the way, hey, Gene, we haven't seen the end of it yet, right? Amen. So, so you understand some of these new pandemics that are coming? Remember that? Some of these new pandemics, they're going to be a result of the vaccines. Amen. And they'll say, oh, here comes a new one. Oh, here comes a new one. Never ends. It never ends. Randy. Coach, you heard you heard what he said right there. But this is what we're doing, Coach. We are flipping the judicial system. We're putting yes. – We're. God, I'm telling you, God is going to clean this thing out, Coach, and he's going to get judges in, in there that are going to start ruling righteous. And cool. I'm telling you – the law is coming back with a vengeance, and it's a good thing. It's going to be. It's going to be. We've never seen this. This is what's coming, Coach. Amen. It's going to happen. Amen. Amen. I got to tell you. I'm just going to say this. Some, somebody like it. Some of you won't. The treason in our pulpits has been unbelievable, friends. It's been unbelievable. But again, can they plead ignorance? Can they plead? Why well, didn't I didn't know, Coach? I didn't. I didn't know about the militant church and our need to stand up. I didn't know that we were supposed. Can, maybe they can plead ignorance because I, I don't look, I don't think, I don't think the, I don't think they're evil men. I don't, uh, I think they're good. They're good men. They want to do what's right. They just don't know. They just don't know. Wait a minute. They don't want to know. Martin. Yeah. Thanks coach. Um, well, on your uh, talk about pastors, I, for one, coach did uh educate many pastors about the dangers of the vaccine after what happened to my brother um so no they are not without excuse i sent many emails with documented information and then i would find out later that they never ever talked about it from the pulpit no, you don't want to that's right they wouldn't so and it's because um, they're standing it's because of their 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 uh, 401k uh salaries that they get um, they were not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, even though they would be saving the lives of the very people that they were receiving that 401k salary yes. from. Amen. Dead, dead so, people don't tithe. Dead people don't tithe. Craig, uh, Roger Weaver. Come Ro on, Roger. Hey, hey, Coach, real quick. Could you have the producer pull up the video link? Because it ties into what Martin did the other day. Martin went to Pfizer. He staked it. The very next day, the mayor of Montreal passes out on an interview. And what, what's in the headlines? Vaccine conspiracies. See, that's the one-two punch. Martin was faithful. The very next day. Oh, you mean Martin Martin staked it? <laughs> oh, nothing yeah, he, staked, he staked Pfizer in Ohio. And the next day, the mayor passes out on TV. That, that's not quinky. That's not a quinky ding. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It's all good, isn't it? It's fun. Roger, quickly. Oh, um, I think a powerful lunch that all of us can have is with our pastor. And you lay out his responsibilities, what is going on, and then you lovingly tell him, you're not going to be able to hide from this when you meet your maker as I will. Amen, I mean, you just, you don't have to be mean about it, but I think you share scripture with him with his responsibilities. Is he a shepherd, hireling? What is he to be? And then you share what is going on. And then you politely say, now, Pastor, I love you. That's why I've shared this. You're aware you're going to be responsible now. Amen, hey, I'll take the tab and I'll pay for it. See you later. But uh, you're nice about it. But you put a little fear into him right. of what he's going to be held accountable for now that he has knowledge he cannot claim he wasn't aware anymore. Amen. Warn the wicked. That's an Ezekiel, Roger. That's a good catch. Good catch. Jeff, quickly, buddy. 
Coach, just well, when you was reading your news reviews today, what you posted, the first thing I thought is I'm printing it, and it'll take a copy to Pastor Matt. And so here you go, brother. We got to share them. Print them out and take them. Amen. Amen. Hey, look, we got to we gotta call out the problem. Sometimes they fire football coaches, right? Why do they fire football coaches? Ohio State's quarterback who led them to an 11-1 season just transferred. Why did they just transfer? Because he wasn't up to the standards. They expect national championships, and he is transferring to another college. You get it, folks? Huh? Some of the guys in the – I don't hate pastors. I'm not against them. But their passivity is killing us. The self-centered, self-focused gospel is destroying us. We have been called to die to ourselves. Boom. Die. Boom, coach. For me to die, for him to live is gain. For me to die, that he might live. Boom. We're preaching a life enhancement gospel. Got to run over time. I'm feeling it. Go, Jesus. See you tomorrow.